You said your sister-in-law killed a man and a woman here and cut them up? You said they found hands and feet, but they never found any heads. Stop yawning. I'll get, I'll get unyawny. Unyawny. <laughs> unyawny. Um, hi everyone. Hi. There you go. I was like, you coming in? Uh, I was trying to think. Wasn't there? Isn't jump there? In? <laughs> isn't there an easy listening like dude that had yawny or? Uh yeah yeah That's, yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm not. I don't remember which instrument it was, but definitely yeah. I think he had long curly hair. Yeah, like Kenny yeah. G. Yeah, that's yeah. how I was like. It's like what's dentist, his name? Dentist office music. Yeah, maybe. Well, we could totally be fucking it up. But oh, hey, yeah. hi. Um, yeah, we did the last episode last Wednesday because we, we went on vacation, so I feel like we haven't done one in like a month. Yeah, it's weird. Feels like a really long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, that's hi, it. back. All right. Story time in here. You ready? I'm ready. Episode. It's been a minute. Who knows and cares? Yeah. 17? Yeah, sure. whatever. Who cares? Okay, so this is the tale of true love. All right. Marriage. Marriage. Right on. Yeah. So just going to go straight into it if you are ready. Yeah, I'm super ready. Okay. Elizabeth Hasten was born on April 15th, 1964 to Derek. He was a retired uh, Nova Scotia steel executive and her mother, Nancy, was an artist. Elizabeth was born in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she was a, a Canadian citizen. I got a little confused here about like how she was a Canadian citizen. It seemed like there was some weirdness maybe in what I read, but anyway, we're going to go with it. So she was Canadian citizen, but she was born in Zimbabwe. Uh, from the time she was born, Elizabeth was difficult. She demanded more attention than most children do. Um, she, Derek and Nancy, her parents had a total of five children. They had both been married previously and she's the youngest of five of children. And they said that she was like demanded all of the attention, like, they said that none of the other kids were like her. She was kind of like, what? Did, you couldn't even put her down because it's like she's constantly looking for something that she needs you to get for her, awesome. even as an infant. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so um, they uh, Elizabeth was younger and she was also younger than her siblings by ten years. So she barely lived with them. She basically lived as a, um, sing, uh, 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 oh my god. Only child, that's the word. I was going to say single child. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, she demanded a lot of attention. The, her parents lived overseas because of Derek's job. So um, they were in Switzerland, and they put her into a boarding school. So she was attending a boarding school in Sw Switzerland. At what age? Um, at uh, like 10-ish, okay. like, you know, elementary school. Uh -huh. um, she claims while she was there, she was raped by a fellow classmate. Shit. Yeah, she said she reported it um, to her parents, but they ignored the incident and never addressed Was it. Was it a co-ed school? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she said that she was raped by this cla this male classmate, and her parents, she claims her parents just completely ignored it. Just brushed it off. Yep. Uh, after a while, they moved to London um, uh, earlier 
about teens, you mm-hmm. know, like early um, prepubescent into teens. Yeah. Um, so they moved to London and enrolled her in Wycombe Abbey, which is a, apparently a very nice boarding school. Um, which it, obviously another boarding school. It's about an hour outside of London. So they were in the London vicinity. She was attending a boarding school, like kind of outskirts of town. Okay. Yeah. Um, at first, Elizabeth had trouble fitting into the school. Uh, but after some years, she adapted to the ways of how it worked and became more accepted by her peers. In addition to her social life, Elizabeth had a really strict schedule of school. Um, she did. She had a lot of schoolwork because she took a bunch of like, you know, smart classes. Was she ambitious? Uh, her parents were. <laughs> oh, she was made to take these classes. Yeah, yeah. She also took music and acting classes and had activities involved in that, which is what she was more interested in. I was going to say, did they make her do that, but she just happens to like that? Yeah. In her last year of school, her parents enrolled her in high-level science and math classes because they were hoping for her to become an engineer like her father. I don't know if that's how it works. If you just like shove it it on their plate, it's like, here, here, yeah, you'll figure this out. You don't know geometry yet, but this, just, just keep going, keep going. Well, I think it is if, you know, I mean, some kids are okay with it. Like their parents are like, oh, you you should do this because that's what your father does. And just like, you know, it's easy and we know how it works and here's the path. And some kids are like, all right, well, whatever. It's good money. (laughs) But she was like, no, I want to be a create. I want to create. I want to be artistic. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't having it. Uh, So because she wasn't really interested in math and science, definitely didn't want to go into engineering she started to fail classes um, and it got so bad that she had to stay behind a year. Damn. Yeah. So that's when Elizabeth started rebelling against her parents because she was like, you've, you've put far too many expectations on me. Um, I've told you what I'm interested in and you don't accept it and you still are trying to force this shit on me to the point where I fail and have to stay in high school for another year. Is she still... Um acting while she's rebel rebelling uh i i don't i I couldn't find where it looked like at that point she kind of stopped all of that okay i Um, figured yeah i i'm sure that they it was maybe a force of them and she was just like well you just said fuck it all yeah so she got um obviously she started uh having like bouts of high anxiety and depression uh, one of her first acts of rebellion against her parents was that she was um, she was caught and punished for having drugs on school property. So Elizabeth claims that she was framed. She was like, I didn't have the drugs. But like she's rebelling against her parents. So, of course, she bought drugs on the property. I mean, you know, she's yeah. breaking rules, obviously. Yeah, that's the stereotype. Yeah, but then when she gets caught, she... Claims that she was framed, stating that there are other girls who actually had the drugs, but they blamed her knowing that the school officials would believe that the foreign girl did it. Because remember, she's in London, but she's not from London. Yeah. Yeah. So part of Elizabeth's punishment was no telephone privileges for the, from the school. That was part of her punishment. She couldn't make any calls outside. Okay. So she was completely out of touch with her parents for several days after the punishment. Sounds like illegal. Nah, it's the like 1970s. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much different time, but, yeah, but I'm, pretty much. But now it would be like, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. So because she, um, because the school restricted her privileges and all that shit, she decided the best decision was to run away from the school. And she was gone for almost five months. 
Hmm. So when she returned, uh, most when she returned back to school, Do you know what she was doing while she was gone for five months. Um, I just all I could find was that she was just basically like trying to find food and survive every day. Couch surfing, pretty much. Well, she's a teenage girl, so yeah. you could definitely get picked up by a lot of creepy oh, people. And I think that probably happened. Yeah, it wasn't detailed, but I'm sure that happened. Yeah, yeah. So upon her return, most of her friends had obviously finished school. Most, and, and again, she's been held back a year, so now she has. Is she on her last year though? She was. So she was like on her eight. last year. She got held back. A so year. she like is eighteen. Yes. Yeah. Turning nineteen. Turning nineteen. All of her friends have moved on. She's still at this fucking yeah, it's school. Super fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So she starts getting more and more angry with her parents. They. She said, "If you wouldn't have enrolled me in those classes." then I wouldn't have been held back a year, then I wouldn't have acted out, and I wouldn't have gotten blamed for drugs, which caused me to lose my telephone privileges, which made me run away and caused all my friends to move on and keep me here. Preach. Yes. So during Elizabeth's remaining time at the school, she would sit alone in her dorm. Again, she was highly depressed and, you know, had anxiety attacks and stuff. And she just kind of sat and contemplated and thought about all of the issues she had with her parents. Hmm. A member. Member. Me- member. <laughs> member. In Switzerland, she was raped, quote unquote. Yeah. Allegedly. I shouldn't say quote unquote. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. Um, in addition to that, she also claimed that she was physically attacked by a boy in the school when they lived in uh, Nova Scotia. They lived there for a little while. So she said that when she lived there... She was attacked by a boy at her school because of the, her father's job. Her boy, that boy was like rebelling. I guess they didn't want him building something in the area. I don't know. Uh, okay. Again, it sounds like a false story. Could be. Yeah. Uh, she claimed that he knocked two of her front teeth out by bashing her face with a brick. And she just got the two front teeth with that brick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And it, she again said her parents didn't say or do anything. Sounds so, legit. Yeah. So again, this is like, um, you know, like, oh, I shattered my entire kneecap. R- really? <laughs> yeah. What? All right. Yeah. I'll think about that. Um, so the reason why her parents didn't do anything, quote unquote, allegedly in these instances, that obviously the, inst- in- the um, altercations are being exaggerated. The rape in Switzerland she, just some dude flashed her. That was it. Oh, really? Yeah, that was it. It was just indecent exposure. Like, did they even see Pam? Did they even see Pam? Or Karen, or Karen from, from behind? The ba- from behind? Uh, <laughs> so in the physical attack where she was beat in the face with a brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her front teeth, still natural. So obviously didn't break her two front teeth out. And she has a tiny scar on her chin. But nothing other than that. So it's hard to believe that some, such an act of violence occurred. I, I agree. <coughs> Pardon. <coughs> A lot of noises right now. Yeah, probably. Cracking. Cracking. Cracking coffin. Cracking coffin. Uh, I need to sip too. So Cheers. Edit this out. Cheers. And we're back. And we're good. Um. <coughs> So, in 1983, and I have not done the... Oh, she would be uh, 19. 1983, Elizabeth started experimentally... And she's still in school. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, senior year. Yeah, senior year. Round two. <laughs> yep. Um, that she starts experiment- experimenting openly with drugs, like all forms of drugs. Before it was, I'm sure, I was just gonna, weed. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I think she was just caught with weed. But now it's like LSD and uh, shrooms and, gotcha. <clears throat> you know, all the drugs of, well, 1983 was coke around it at, around uh, that early? I don't know. Probably. Who knows? Pills. Yeah, boogie nights. Uh, who knows? In the 80s scenes, for sure. Yeah, I didn't know if yeah. it was early 80s, but I guess they that is early coke, 80s. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and she also started experimenting with her sexuality. She started uh, having some lesbian relationships. There we go. Yeah. Branch um, out. Homosexuality was not really openly accepted in Europe. Or, or, excuse me, it was starting to become openly accepted in Europe, but not in, like, schools. In the 70s? In the, in the 83. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 early 80s. Yeah, so it was like, you know, people... people People as a society are starting to be open. Yeah, exactly. But in school, especially in boarding school, it's still like we don't want people to think that you're just running rampant and like this is just what you do in boarding schools. Yeah. Yeah. So she was asked. Well, she wasn't asked. She was told to leave the school and sent back to her parents who were now living in Canada. So she's she's like, okay, I'm still rebelling. I'm going to start, you know doing some drugs and stuff and i'm gonna fuck some chicks and the school's like okay well the drugs nah. but the other <laughs> nah you but gotta go the scissoring is where we draw the line it's a very <laughs> very thin line uh so she gets expelled and um sent back to canada because she's expelled she's now not eligible to go to the college she wanted to which was trinity college um she had been wanting to go there her whole life and now she couldn't go there because she was expelled from her boarding school. Damn, you're like, fuck this girl that had all this ambition. You know, and especially because she obviously had the ambition if she gave them a rundown of everything they did wrong. She's like, um, I was planning on doing this, this, and this, and this. But you did this, this, and mm-hmm. this, and this. Yeah. And you ultimately fucked me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she was kind of dating a girl at that time. And her girlfriend was rejected by Oxford about the same time that she was expelled for her lesbian Damn, relationship. They're made for each other. Yeah. So the two decided, well, I'm not like she was like, I'm not going back to Canada with my fucking parents. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, so they decided to head out on their own. Um, so the, for the next four months, which was uh, summer to fall. So, you know, the Gucci months. Um, the two, <laughs> the two worked odd jobs, uh, stole food, you know, to eat S- street rats. Yeah. Pretty much did whatever they could. They would sleep in random people's homes, you know, just like meet somebody and ask to stay the night. Um, they sold their blood and bodies to travel through France, Italy, and Germany. And then they finally, after the four months grew tired of, you know, that giving blood and and banging and selling people selling yourself yeah 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 hump ross hump <laughs> uh and uh, they were they were not only were they like struggling to live they're not gaining any money either so it's like just a daily life yeah they're they're yeah they're like yeah just on the enough to yeah, struggle, yeah. just getting by yeah so finally they went to the um uh british consulate um that when they were in germany they go to the they go to the british diplomat and they're like hey can we have can you pay for train tickets so we can leave? Like, we don't want to be here anymore. 
And so they're like, um, yeah, we'll call your parents. Ooh. But yeah. uh, you, you know what? You know what? We'll, you know, we'll walk. We'll just walk. We'll you just know? walk. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. So, but Elizabeth takes the train ticket and, or she takes the ticket and goes back to her parents in Canada. Really? Yeah. So Derek at that, about that time, um, he was offered a job in Virginia. Hmm. So he and Nancy felt it was best for them to move, um, here. Well, to Virginia. I guess I shouldn't say here. It's not <laughs> right specifically here. here. <laughs> but move to Virginia in hopes that she, uh, and, they, and they also um, were like, well, we'll bring Elizabeth with us in hopes that she can get into um, the University of Virginia, UVA, yeah, and which is in Charlottesville. Um, so Elizabeth went, but as always, she felt like her parents were controlling her, you know, making her decisions for her. But she went along with it anyway. So um, I know we're familiar with Charlottesville and some of the stuff in the story, but I'm going to explain it to you like you're not. So because everyone else may, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not yeah. all from here. So um, so uh, just to describe the family, just so you know, kind of a bit about who we're talking. So Derek, the father, you know, normal dad of the I mean, she's 70s into 80s is a teenager. So normal dad of that time period. Red he's Foreman? A, yeah, yeah. A little Red Foreman. Um, but he's a much bigger dude. Big guy. Um, he's taller. He's a little uh, little bigger in the chest area. Heavier set. Gotcha. Um, but he, again, he was an engineer. He was an executive. He's been sent all over the world for his job so you know he's definitely an educated and um and big dude and yeah an achieved <laughs> man and a big dude uh nancy is uh dark dark hair shorter um you know kind of smaller woman she's not like tiny tiny but normal woman Got normal it. mom mom yeah elizabeth um Kind of looked like her mom. She had dark hair. She had kind of a stern-looking face. Um, one that was like, you know, she didn't, she didn't look like she smiled a lot. Bitchy resting face? Uh, yeah, but it was like um, like a lot of cheekbone. Bitchy resting face. Oh, yes. harsh. Harsh, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, she, was, she wasn't unattractive, but just a little, little harsh. Um, and um, she, oh, yeah, so she had dark hair harsh looking face and at this point she's like in her 20 or she's 20 so got it um so the next person that we're going to talk about is jans soaring yeah jans jans um he was born on august 1st 1966 in bangkok thailand 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 hold on Hmm? jans jans did i say jans not jans jans I right? say Jans. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like Jans and Franz. <laughs> Did I go back to Jans from the I think, beginning? I don't know, but okay, it's, you, we, you said it to me earlier. Sorry, and it's, J- yeah, Jens. Remember like Jens. like Lens. Lens, you're right. Jens. I'm sorry. I've already read No, anyway, no worries. We're on. Jens Soaring is cool. his name. He was a German citizen. He was, again, one of just like her. His dad was um, someone who was traveled. His dad was a, a German diplomat. So he was born in Bangkok, but he's a German citizen. So just like her, he's been kind of all over the place, lived in different different places as as a small child. Definitely Mm -hmm. not a normal childhood of a lot of people. Kind of like an army 
or military kid, right? Yeah, I don't think diplomats move around that much, but um, but I mean enough. Yeah, definitely enough, enough. to where you're you're yeah. always the new kid. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, they moved to the United States in 1977, where he graduated high school in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Jens. 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 Nice. He was accepted and scheduled to um, start classes at UVA in the fall of 1984. And that's where he met Elizabeth. Right on. So we're in the fall of 1984. She is 20. Yen's is 1966, 84. He's 18. Oh, he's 18. Yeah, he's younger. Younger, okay. A little bit about him. He's kind of, he was kind of a smaller, like, bookish, kind of nerdy looking dude to me. Nerdlet. But everything I read said that he had, like, a rock and roll type vibe. And I was like, that's not what I read. He was rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll. He, uh, he's not quite as ugly. I love Stephen King. But he, uh, it's not quite as harsh of a face as Stephen King. But he kind of reminded me of him. Big glasses, uh, fun, like, 80s hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... One evening in August of 1984, but right before school started um, at a like kind of uh, freshman event type situation, uh, Jens and Elizabeth met. Um, oh, it was a scholarship orientation. So they both had scholarships mm-hmm. to go to the school and they met during an event for that. Jens? Jens? Jens. I think that's what you told me earlier. Yes, I know. I'm. I'm telling you. It's I okay. always do this. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Jens. I told you I should have just called look him it Fez. up. Look it up. Um, <laughs> Jens was immediately taken back by Elizabeth. He was like, "Damn, I, I really like this. Love that harsh face." He he said he specifically like her eyes. He said that he's quoted as saying that they bore a gaze so intense he felt it almost crushed him. Cripes. Yeah, quite a poet. Also. Because she never smiles. She has no wrinkles. Flawless. True. True. Nice skin. Um, oh, I forgot what Meemaw says. Oh, she, uh, she's the one without any smile lines. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he said that he also liked Elizabeth's assertive nature and the cloud of arrogance that she carried. Oh. Yes. Elizabeth, in turn thought that Jens was weak. I was just about to say, submissive? <laughs> yep, submissive. You're like, weak? Yep. Um, but the longer they talked, the more they realized that they had a lot of shared common interests, specifically that they both had resentment that they carried for their families and for um, American culture. Oh, they hate America. Yeah, they're, you know. Right on. Yeah, definitely. So quickly, the couple fell for each other and they began sending love notes obsessively. Um, Elizabeth told Jens that she, in her notes, that she usually liked her, like, usual thing in relationships was to make men suffer and, like, to use them and, like, humiliate them whenever possible. Like, in public? (laughs) Yeah. And, like, take their money, but also, like, smack them and yell at them and shit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of, like, suffering? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but with, with Jens, it was different. Okay. She... 
truly loved him oh. and didn't feel the need to use or humiliate him. Smack the shit out of him. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. So the couple um, started using drugs together. Uh, and eventually, uh, Jens ended up owing a dealer a pretty good amount of money. But Elizabeth was the heavier user. So he was paying for her drug habit. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Elizabeth told him about all of her problems with her parents, including the alleged assault yeah. and alleged rape yeah. <clears throat> she had experienced. And she claimed that her parents didn't care, which is why um, they had, quote unquote, sent her overseas to school. So, again, they lived in the areas where she went to the school. So she's saying, oh, they sent me away. But, like, they lived in a different country. And it's like, no, the only time they moved to Canada, like, right before she got expelled from the school. Yeah. So other than that, they were in the areas she was going to school. So, again, another exaggeration. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, she, uh, Jens had a problematic relationship with his mother. He said that she was an alcoholic and he had, he also had a wealthy grandmother who refused to give his mother or in his mind, him like that he deserved money as well. What? What? I didn't understand that. I'm sorry. Jens had a problematic relationship with his mother who was an alcoholic. Gotcha. He also had a wealthy grandmother who refused to give his mother any money. And in turn, Jens felt like he was being refused money. He was like, well, you won't give my mom money, so you're refusing me money too. But the grandmother was like, what? The money was never yours ever. Why are they expecting money? Because she's wealthy. But just that's the only thing. It's like, oh, you have it. I would like it. (laughs) I mean, is that it? There was no like thing. No, there was no thing that was happening, or like no, she got she a bunch of money, money and from she. They a felt debt. like she should be. So just in general, helping them. You have a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You should give us some of that. Yeah, we're not as wealthy as you, so. Okay. Um, he would. Uh, his mom was looking to divorce his father, who was overbearing and strict, and his grandmother was like, they were like, well, will you pay for the divorce? And she was like, no. <laughs> no no so uh again they felt like they were entitled to money um so yens was like well my mom's an alcoholic i don't really like her and my grandmother's a bitch because uh she doesn't give me any money you're my grandmama she's a bitch she a bitch <laughs> uh, grandmama um so elizabeth then told yens that once while she was living at home with her parents after um so after she was away from school for five months on her like European quote yeah. unquote vacation. Yeah. Yeah. When she was back living with her parents for a little while, she claims that her mother forced her to strip naked and, and assume strange positions while she took photographs of Elizabeth. So she's like, well, my mom made me like strip naked and take pictures in like these really weird ways. Oh, this girl sounding more and more like a bullshitter. Yup. She said that her mother used her several times in similar situations through Elizabeth's lives. And uh, she said coping with it and holding on to the secret just made her resent them even more. And she said that she coped by thinking every day, I wish they were dead. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, about this time, they've been dating for a few months. Derek and Nancy uh, visit Charlottesville to uh, meet yeah, uh, Jens and see Elizabeth and during the conversation they take him out to dinner and 
their story, Elizabeth and Yun's story, uh, is that they like grilled him and like basically openly were like, well, we don't like you. You know, uh, like just, yeah. So um, during that, that, that visit and that meal, they're like, yeah, we don't really like this relationship you make Elizabeth like way worse. You make all of her bad qualities come out way come out because, more. Because he'll take it. Yeah, you're doing drugs. You're not keeping her in check at you're all. You're buying the drugs. You're buying the drugs, yeah. Um, and of course that caused, you know, a riff. For sure. For the weekend. Um, Derek and Nancy asked her before they left, they asked her to like go out to eat with them privately. And during that conversation or during that meal, they pushed her her to meet other guys. But she was like, I'm in love with him. Stop trying to control my life. This is like ridiculous. You try to do this in every aspect. Like, uh, leave me alone. All ages. Yeah. So she goes back, tells him about the situation. And of course, Yens gets angry as well because he's hearing her side of all of this and is like, your parents suck. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm on board. Like, we need to, like, figure this shit out and get them off your back for mm-hmm. good. So on Friday, March 29th, 1985, Elizabeth, she's 21 at this point, and Jens is 19. They decide to take a weekend trip to Washington, D.C. Um, and they're like, hey, why don't we just, like, rent a van and take a fun, quick getaway for the weekend? So... They drive from Charlottesville to D.C., which is about 100 miles. Yeah. Yeah. So they traveled back to Charlottesville um, on... uh, So that was Friday when they left. They traveled back on the 31st. So they were gone the 29th, 30th, 31st. So they traveled back on that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, And they arrived back in town. They hung out with some friends. They told them that they had a great time in D.C., you know, talked about like going to all these things and they were like, Oh, we also saw a good movie while we were there. So they go on this weekend getaway, have a great time, whatever. So they come back on the 31st on April 1st. Um, Elizabeth calls a friend, a family friend who lives near where Derek and Nancy are in Lynchburg, Virginia. They have a retirement home, uh, they have a, you know, like a cottage, like a weekend cottage or whatever that they kind of live in, in okay. <clears throat> since they've moved okay. to the area. And it's called Loose Chippings. So she was like, hey, yeah, she was <laughs> like, hey, can you go by the house and check on my parents? Because I've been trying to get in touch with them and I haven't been able to reach them. And I'm really scared because my parents never leave town without telling me. So could you use the spare key and go by? And the friend's like, yeah, I'll be happy to go check on your parents. Because, again, Elizabeth is in Charlottesville. Yeah. And she's taking classes, and she can't just leave. She doesn't have a car either. So she can't just leave Charlottesville and travel to Lynchburg to check on her parents. Yeah. So the friend goes by the house. Um, she takes the key, enters the house. She walks in, uh, walks through into the dining room, and the table is sat for dinner. There's remnants of a recent meal. There's um, a vodka bottle and shot glass nearby. And there's clear signs that the meal was interrupted by an altercation. Damn. Yes. Bloody footprints were on the floor. One was made with a tennis shoe. Like one foot. Yeah. Print. 
was a tennis shoe. The other was a socked foot. Not really sure what happened there. Somebody lost a shoe. (laughs) Scuffle. Um, these, these footprints led out of the room into the kitchen and the friend followed the footprints where she found the body of Nancy, the mother. Um, she was wearing a house coat and she was laying dead on the kitchen floor. She had had her neck, uh, cut so severely that her head was basically decapitated. Oh, right. Yes. She had also been stabbed repeatedly, Fuck. and the blood around her was in kind of like a whirlwind-looking pattern. Like someone swirled it around? Yeah, like somebody had tried to clean it up. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. some, yeah, okay. somebody swirled it around trying to clean Got it you. up. Yeah. Um, the friend stepped back into the dining room, looked around, and, and kind of glanced over towards the living room area, and in the doorway found the body of Derek, Elizabeth's father, um, he had been stabbed over 30 times Fuck. in the front and in the back. Damn. And also had such a severe throat slitting that he was basically decapitated. So quite violent deaths. Extremely. Yes. Yeah. So later investigations showed there was no signs of force entry. So whoever did it was either invited in or had a key. Yep. Only options. And both Hasem's had a blood alcohol level of over 0.22. Who? Elizabeth and Derek. Oh, okay. I mean, not Elizabeth. Uh, Nancy and Derek. The mother and father. Yeah. Elizabeth's parents. They both had a an alcohol, an alcohol level of 0.22. It's pretty high. Well... So 0.08 is... They were eating dinner, right? They are getting fucked up and eating dinner. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's, it's whoever was there was either invited... But Nancy was also in a house coat, so it's like or a house dress. So it's like whoever was there, she was very comfortable with because they're drunk and she's in a nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed that somewhere they so the cops determined that at some point between the 29th and the 31st that weekend, the couple received an unexpected visitor to the house about the time they were sitting down for dinner. They sat on one side of the table while the visitor sat on the other side until something escalated. So at some point, everything's all good. They're sitting there eating and then something happens and the escalation. And then that's where the attack and stabbing begins. Extreme fucking attack. So the blood spatter showed that David or David Derek was um, sitting at the table when he was first stabbed so the father was sitting at the table when he was first stabbed Uh um he then stumbled across the room going towards the living room that's why he was in the like entrance way between the dining room to the living room when his body where his body was found okay so he's running towards the living room um but the attack his the first attack is so severe that they're right before he gets to the entrance way there's a chair sitting and there's a handprint where you can see him like struggling to keep himself up as he tries to get to the doorway fuck yeah so it shows that from that handprint that he is trying to you know hold himself up and that's when the final attack happened on his back on the back yeah so it looks like the 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 killer attacked him stabbed him repeatedly in the back and then pulled his head up and that's where the throat slitting and it said it was just complete jugular like 
attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wrong. That's, yeah. <clears throat> so that's where the killer turned their attention to Nancy, who had ran to the kitchen. Um, the killer, after attacking Nancy, killing her, then wiped down most of the scene. Again, the swirl marks. Um, they said there were other blood, um, uh, blood splatter that had been cleaned up, um, little things that had been wiped down, like clearly thought had oh, gone yeah. into this. Um, the, the killer then washed up in the bathroom and left with a murder weapon. All righty. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah. So since the deaths, the deaths were caused by stabbing, there's a lot of evidence and there's a lot of clues. Like stabbings are very... Uh, I mean, why, why are you not just choking these people out? Yeah. It's so clean. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, like, wear uh, gloves. You're I, good. I, I, I don't know. Just not nearly as passionate to choke somebody the fuck out. You just have to it's stab a, them a hundred times. Yeah. It's harder. <clears throat> well, I mean, stabbing, stabbing. Like well, a lot of people think you just stab once and they die, but... Um, I don't know. I feel like it's harder to look somebody in the face and choke them. You would definitely no, 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 no. <clears throat> like from like behind or something. Little chain rope from behind. Some Dexter shit. Exactly. That's the way to I'm go. I'm not talking about looking at him. I'm not looking I'm, at him. Choking him the fuck out. Yeah, but I mean, this is obviously a, a passionate. Oh, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's just it's not nearly Emotional. as no, it's not going to get nearly as much out. <laughs> yeah. To strangle somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So some of the clues that were found at the scene were four different blood types. So, damn. Theoretically, there's three people. We, as far as we think, there's three people involved. Somebody else got wound, like wounded. Yeah. So, but like at this point, there's so there's four different blood types found. But all we know is that there was Derek and Elizabeth who live in the home, and then the visitor, which we assumed was one person up until four. I was gonna say was the the table was set (laughs) for three. I don't think it was set. I don't think the table was set. I think that person. I thought you said it was set. It was set for them to have dinner. Like I half- think they had dinner and were having drinks oh, when they were interrupted. Up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So, uh, so the blood types that were found um, were A and AB. Derek is A. Nancy is AB. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of B found on a damp rag that was in the bathroom so whoever washed up is b is b and on the screen door and in the master suite there were spots of o type o blood universal universal donor isn't that a donor i think so yeah um so now they believe that they were actually looking for two suspects yeah yeah also the both of which got fucked up somehow or are bleeding somehow yeah yeah well in the thing with 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 some blood type it's like okay well yeah if it's a recent i mean i don't know why but master sweet unless they were in there that's where the bathroom was to clean up mm-hmm. then that could just be old blood that just somehow got there potentially i mean but can, can they tell if it's old ass blood i don't know I'm i not feel a, like they could i'm they sure probably, oh, this has probably been I'm a sure. while i don't know i didn't i wish i took those classes but also but that was 80s uh, so who the hell knows yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah exactly exactly so what they also found um so they also looked at the the, the footprints obviously and um the bloody sock print said that they that it corresponded to about a size six and a half to seven and a half of a woman's foot or about a five six man's shoe. So it's a pretty small dude's foot. Yeah. 
So more than likely it was a woman's foot. Yeah. So again, four types of blood, two of which of course are the victims, two unknown and a footprint, which seems to be a woman's foot. Mm -hmm. So at first police tried to tie the case to other um, unsolved murders in the area just to see if like anything connects. That's something they do to see like, is there, is this a serial killer type thing? No connections were made. Definitely not the same situation. So they're like, all right, well, obviously it's not a serial type thing. So they move on to the next thing. So after a few months of going just down the list of like, it could it have been a break in? Could it have been this? They were like, you know, they go through the list and they're like, well, no, no forced entry. So obviously not a break in unless they found a key. Could there have been a key? Let's investigate to see if there was a key. You know, that type thing. Yeah. So... After all of that went down, um, they stepped back and looked at the scene as a whole. They're like, all right, we're missing something. Let's just go through every little detail. So they look at it and they're like, all right, no forced entry. Whoever was there obviously sat down and had a conversation with these people. Nancy's wearing a house coat, a gown. She's she's com- so she's comfortable. She's clearly comfortable. And they were clearly drunk, clearly drinking. There was a shot glass. So there was more than likely an offer of like, would you like this? Would you like a shot? You know, oh, let's take shots or let's both take a shot. Um, And obviously the state of the crime scene was highly emotional, highly passionate. I mean, her father was stabbed over 30 times and both of their throats were slit so much that they were bare, almost decapitated which is i'm just like imagining how that went down was it just like repetitive like back and like back and forth and forth you know like, i don't know uh, if it's that or just like really good knife i don't know yeah i don't know so nuts yeah it's a lot to of sit there and like if it you know is a pseudo dole knife just sit there and like hack, hack on somebody oh, for a while oh. like got stuff yeah 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 so they're like all right there was this was a great uh violent attack so let's think about what's going on so that's when they start looking at like who has issues with this couple and who would be over here exactly so they finally are like well let's talk to elizabeth and her boyfriend because Mm. they're makes sense yeah yeah exactly so they talk to the couple and but elizabeth and jans have a um I said Jans again. It's okay. Yens. They know who you're talking about. Yens, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, they had an alibi. They were in Washington, D.C. They rented a van. Yeah. <clears throat> they had a receipt for a van. They had a receipt for a hotel. They had a receipt for a movie that they attended in dinner that night. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so they were fully the out. alibi. Got it. We're solid. So the police are like, all right, well, thanks. You know, we're going to go pull the records of the rental van just you know check it see what's going on so what they find is very interesting the odometer from their trip had far more miles than a trip from charlottesville to dc (sighs) dc to charlottesville yeah not that many miles again it's 108 we'll round it up it's 120 you know, yeah, like two fifty on it or something like <clears throat> even, that. Even even if well, even if you're driving around the city, it's generously give it four hundred. Okay, four hundred. Four hundred, right? 
The odometer read that it had been the van had been driven roughly 600 miles. That's a lot of driving. Yeah. It's just enough for a trip from Charlottesville to D.C., D.C. to Lynchburg, Lynchburg to D.C., D.C. to Charlottesville. It's a little suspect. It's a little suspect, right? So that seems to be kind of like a, hmm, all right, well, your alibi is there, but we need to talk to some people about your alibi. For sure. Yeah. So now that the police were really interested in Elizabeth and Yen's, now I'm, I have no idea what to say. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, FBI, can you like just kind of look at this case real quick and maybe give us a suspect profile? Like what your look through, you know, they had that at that point where they were like kind of your gut instinct. What do you think? Who could have committed this? And the profile came back with, quote, it's likely a female who knows the family. <laughs> who could it be? Question mark. Yes. So when that news came out that when they were like, so Elizabeth, we got this thing back from the FBI and we'd like to talk to you a little further. Um, Elizabeth and Yen's uh, leave town. And by town, I mean country. Oh. And by oh. that, they go to Europe. Flee. Flee. Bye-bye. Um, obviously, as soon as they run, the police are like, okay, well, let's intensify this investigation because that's not a normal response. (laughs) Definitely not. No. Um, Elizabeth and Yen's, they go to Paris and then they, um, go, they travel to Bangkok where they get, um, they obtain falsified paperwork so that they can get work. They're legit. They can be legit. And then they end up going to London where they start a check card scam. Um, something in the eighties where like before debit cards were like a cool, like, well, when credit cards were like becoming big, they started a scam where they would basically take your money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yep. Um, and so they worked that for a little while before they were finally arrested for fraud for doing that. Yeah. In May, 1986. So once they were being held in, um, and they were in London. So once they were being held by London officials, um, obviously at this point, uh, American officials were like, Hey, these people skip town. There's some shit going on. They maybe want it for murder. So like, just let us know if they show up. So once London <laughs> officials find that out, they're like, Hey, we got them. You want to come talk to them? So American, um, uh, the investigators fly to London, um, and they try to discuss, you know, like, Hey, let's just talk about that night. Clearly something went on cause you left the country. So Clearly. let's discuss this. Right. So they talked to Jens and, uh, without an attorney present. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And they're able to extract the following confession from him. <laughs> so he said that that night, uh, he didn't specify which night, but one of the nights while they were in D.C., he traveled from D.C. to Lynchburg to talk to Derek and Nancy and prove that they should allow him and Elizabeth to have a relationship. But not murder them. He did not intend to murder them, no. Okay. Derek, uh, he said Derek answered the door and invited Yens in and served him a drink or two. He's like, we had a drink. Maybe two. I was like, let me see if I like this fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he said that they sat down to at the table for dinner. He said that they like he just interrupted the beginning so that they like were like, well, just you know, grab some food. Have a plate, baby. Yeah. Um, they said that um, at some point they started to um, kind of it was kind of like one of those dinners where it was like we're not really formally sitting down and eating like they're irritated because this guy they don't really like is there and so the dad kind of gets up and paces and so he walks over to the window and he has a shot glass or he has a, 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 a drink in his hand and so Yen says that he gets up and stands beside him at this window. And that's when they start to argue. And during the argument, Derek threatens to have Jens expelled from UVA if he kept seeing Elizabeth. So Jens is like, well, he threatened me and said he was going to expel me if I keep seeing his daughter. So I cut his fucking head off. No, so he said he was like, well, no, I'm like, fuck that. Like, you guys... No, I'm not going to let you run my life, so I'm leaving. So he gets up. So he claims that as he gets up, Derek slams him against the wall. So he's like, I just got up to leave, and he put his hands on me and slammed me against the wall. So he's like, slam me against the wall. And he was like, I, um, my head kind of hit back and like kind of cut it a little bit, like just a little bit on the on the side of his head. So he's like, well, now I feel threatened. So Jens, who happened to have a knife, is like, I'm going to stick you in the neck. Ugh. So that's when he stabs what? him. Yeah. So he claims he's just getting up to go leave, and Elizabeth's father, Derek, slams him against the wall, hits his head. So that's when he feels threatened and decides to gack him in the neck. Damn. Yeah. So, Damn. Yeah. So he said that he just happened to hit a vein in the neck so of course immediately it starts to become a very desperate situation because he is Derek is bleeding desperate like um, severe yeah yeah so he said that Derek yelled uh god you must be crazy and that's when Nancy um grabbed a knife just like a dine a kitchen knife or um uh, um steak knife that was just on the table. Shank his ass. Yeah, to try to to go after him. He said that he wrestled the knife away from her, grabbed her, and then began using her as a shield to keep Derek from coming at him. Okay, this sounds a little... Yeah. Redick. Yeah. So, also, does he have tiny feet? No. Okay. I don't know if this is going to match up then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't believe this already then. He, yeah. he doesn't have tiny feet. No, it doesn't have tiny feet. Uh, he does not wear a male five or six, <laughs> which is uh, a child. That's foot. a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty small foot for, for sure. Dude, Damn I mean, sure. No, I'm not saying it's a child foot. I'm saying my foot is a child foot. That's what I was thinking. It's a girl's <laughs> five or six. Sorry, guys. Uh, a guy's five or six is small though. Um, so anyway. He said that he, by this point, he's using Nancy as a shield to keep Derek away from him. And at this point, he slashes her neck and kind of let go of her. And that's when he loses his glasses. And then he's like, I lost my glasses, so I really couldn't see what happened next. But then Derek kind of stumbled and, like, hit his head. And that's what, like, killed him. He stumbled hit his head, and I lost my glasses. And mm -hmm. while my glasses were gone, I murdered him to death with a knife yeah 
The next thing that um, Jens recalls was tossing tableware, his clothes, and two knives into a dumpster at the end of the road. He said he hadn't even noticed that he had a cut on his hand while this whole thing was happening until he tossed everything. So he went back to the house in his socks to wipe away fingerprints and blood. He swirled the stain around Nancy trying to clean that up. Um, Work like a charm. Well, he said that his footprints were all around it, so he was just trying to mask. Though he said he did that to mask his footprints, though there's still like three other ones that he (laughs) walked right past. All right. Yeah. Um, He said then he washed his hand and bowed band uh, towel around it because it was bleeding. And then he said he he, um, turned off the lights and went back to D.C. and met Elizabeth and had the rest of the evening with her job job well done yep so he said that he confessed because he thought that he had diplomatic immunity because his father was a german diplomat he thought he was going to get out of it no he thought he wouldn't be extradited to america he thought that they would send him back to germany got it so he was like oh well because my because i'm not actually an american citizen my father's a diplomat they won't send me, and I won't be charged through American courts. I'll be charged through the German courts. But, so the difference basically would be is if he transferred back, to, if he was transferred to Germany to be um, uh, convicted, mm-hmm. he would be charged as a minor. Oh, that's why he wants to go. And he would only receive at maximum a 10-year sentence. Ah, so he's like, no fucking way can I get charged in the States. Yeah, so he said that he confessed to the murders because he said I, it was in self-defense and Elizabeth is absolutely not involved. He said, I'm, I, I thought I'm her, was her hero. I'm a great guy. I'm saving her life. And did this backfire on him? Yes. Seem, okay. Definitely. Seems like. Um, his story matched largely uh, or the most of the evidence, it it worked pretty well with Besides it. Besides your non-baby feet. Yeah, that's pretty much the only I mean, thing. <laughs> yeah, um, he also showed investigators scars on his hand from the cut, so they were like, that's "Well, easy, that's easy to do yourself." Pretty much. So he tell he gives this confession. He shows them all this shit to support it, and he's like, "All right, so I'm going to Germany, right? Good to go, right? I'm a minor, right? Right." And they were like, "Um, yes, yeah, so your father isn't assigned." in dc like he's not a diplomat in america right now he's just a german diplomat he's not stationed in america you're there for school so you're on your own yeah so that doesn't count so you're you're gonna be tried in america so fucked yeah yeah so once that happened he was like oh yeah so you remember that story i told you yeah (laughs) let me let me all false let me take let me remix this for you eric eric so he recounted the full confession and immediately started fighting extradition or extradition to uh, America. He was like, "No, I'm not going. This is wrong." He had his case taken to the European Court of Human Rights in 1989. So this is a few years of him just being in jail trying to fight coming back to America. Yeah. So he's still in London. Um, the courts agreed that him being extradited to America constituted is being subject to torture or inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment since in Virginia he would face the death penalty but in Germany he would only get 10 years 
Not a bad deal. So they were like, no, we agree with him. This is wrong. He shouldn't have to go back to America. So the prosecution's like, so... But he didn't actually kill anyone, right? She did. Well, he confessed. He yeah, confessed he did that conf- he killed. Oh, well, technically, yeah. yeah, you fucked yourself. Yeah, yeah. So even though he recanted his confession, they're still like, no, you confess, bro. Like, you're still coming here. Sorry, yeah. bro. So the prosecution in America is like, or the Virginia prosecution's like, so um, you won't let him come here because you think it's inhumane that we're going to give him the death penalty? And that's why you want him to go to Germany? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, so if we only charge him with life he can still be extradited to America, right? And they were like, yeah, that's not the death penalty. Like, that's completely humane. And they're like, all right, well, we just won't go after the death penalty. So life in prison. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll put him on a plane. He'll be back in America in like a couple of days. So <laughs> he, everything he did completely... Just did not yeah. work. Yep, so the prosecution dropped the death penalty option and he was extradited back to America to stand trial for... The deaths of Derek and Nancy Hansen. Shit. Yep. Elizabeth was also extradited back to the United States. I was going to say, what's her story? What's the story? She told a story that matched his. She said, hey. Of him doing it. She said, we went to D.C. He told me to buy all of this shit um, and go to this movie. And he left and I just kind of hung out. She put it all on him. She she just like, I can't say that word. Collaborated. Collaborated? Collaborated. That's she just like went along with like, oh, what did he say? And uh, he said this? And he said yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all true. That's that, all that true. Yeah. He said he did it and it wasn't yeah. me at all? Yeah, that's so, exactly how it happened. So because of the, remember way back when, the love letters um, that they wrote to each other, all of them kind of talked about like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if my parents just died and stuff like that? So there was enough evidence where it was like. You seem a little shady. Yeah. So they were like, well, you were, you provoked it, obviously. So she opted. And the shoe fits. Yeah. Well. I'm assuming. She got big feet? No. Shoe doesn't fit. Shoe fits? We'll get to the okay, shoe. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So because, well, because she obviously had a part to play, she fed him all this information. And he said, I was, I thought I was being a hero. I saved him. I saved her from these people who were terrible to her and stuff. Um, she was obviously going to be charged. So she opted not to go to trial and pled guilty to two counts of accessory to murder before the fact. So she was like, yeah, maybe planted that seed because there's uh, no reason for him to kill these people other than me. So, yeah, yeah you know, I'll, I'll take the accessory charge. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the love notes, again, constantly mentioned uh, killing her parents. Uh, or like how she like would hope for their deaths or something. Not a good look for yeah. your case. So they were like, you can't claim full innocence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You've been speaking of killing them for a long time. For a time. minute. So she said that they that the couple had talked about killing um, Derek and Nancy, but that she never thought that they were serious about it and absolutely never thought that he would actually go through with it. So she says that he told her that I'm just going to go talk to your parents and that she didn't know they were killed until he got back to D.C. Okay. So that was her official story, but she didn't go through trial. She just pled guilty and took her time. So she was diagnosed with having borderline personality disorder. So she definitely had a mental illness that had gone uh, undiagnosed until she was in jail in Mm -hmm. her mid twenties. And she was sentenced to 90 years in prison. Nine zero. zero. Yeah. Nine, Nine times. times. Damn. I've never heard of that sentence ever. <clears throat> 90, 90 years. Yeah. It's always just like 25 life. or yeah. life or 40 or I don't know. 
90 is so weird. Yeah, it is a weird number. Um, Jens went to trial. He was like, yeah, I'm not pleading guilty. Remember I recanted that shit? Remember I said nosies? I said nosed? I said never mind? Psych? Can I get the men in black fashy thing? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I didn't mean to. Ah, Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke too soon. I was drunk. Yeah, Um, it wasn't me. (laughs) Yeah. You have the wrong person. (laughs) So... Um, so he was like, all right, well, I'll go to trial, but he changed his story. He was like, all right, well, I know I said this and then I recant it, but let me give you the actual story. I've got new information, gentlemen. So his actual story said that he came, he said that I went out to get some stuff while we were in DC. I went out and he came back to the hotel room and Elizabeth was laying in bed crying and he was like, what's up? And she was like, I killed my parents. Not nothing leading up to it there no details she's just crying in bed just, and it's and just hit like, him with it i killed my parents it was the drugs that made me do it but they deserved it anyway drugs always getting a terrible mm-hmm. rap so then after they discussed what you know the situation was yen said that that's when he decided to be a quote-unquote hero and confess to the murders to save elizabeth from being charged and convicted because he loved her and it was true love and he was like, well, I'll just get extradited to Germany, do 10 years, and we'll be back together. Oh, yeah, just a quick 10 years because this is a fucking movie and it will go by in a montage. Yeah, exactly. 10 years, ten dude? Years. 10 fucking years? Well, maximum years? 10 years. Might as well be 100 years. It's so long. I mean, not actually, but but damn, that's yeah. so long. You think she's going to like just be hanging out? In yeah. a chair waiting yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Not she doesn't seem like that kind of girl. Not experiencing any life. Definitely not going around lying to people. No. That's for sure. Absolutely not. So during his trial, the prosecution presented um, the following evidence. The type O blood, which... Uh, so Derek, Nancy, and Elizabeth were not type O. So clearly not them. Um, and then the blood uh, socked footprint. The bloody socked footprint. So, despite the fact that Jans's foot was larger than the footprint, they were like, well, you initially confessed, then you recounted, then you changed your story. The blood type doesn't match Elizabeth. It doesn't match the victims. That's a little weird. Um, it didn't necessarily match him, but they were like, mm, you're kind of weird. This is a weird situation. So we're going to go with a guilty verdict anyway. And he was sentenced to life in prison. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. So he was like, I'm just doing this to where I'll get the worst 10 years. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. Let me show you what could go wrong. Also, I'm thinking the fourth person. Is that Scissor Me Timbers? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. I'm assuming she just went away, but okay. There is, some, and we'll get into it. There is some question on this. All right, this situation. Run it. So uh, obviously, immediate, immediately, uh, Jens was like, "All right, well, I'm going to fight that conviction because I don't want to do life in prison for this shit." So in 1994, the DA General of Virginia, uh, Gail Marshall, stated um, he started looking into the case and found that there were inconsistencies. Obviously, that no. sucked foot. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be Yanz's. Yeah, it's weird that you're like, oh, we have massive evidence here that uh, that's definitely uh, a part of this case, but <laughs> we'll just kind of eh, brush over. Well, it. and they realized that some of the stuff hadn't been introduced, and in again, the bloody socked footprint was introduced and not even argued. 
Yeah, which yeah. is fucking crazy. Yeah, so it was just like kind of a shit show all around. No doubt. Um, they said that uh, the the footprint shouldn't have been credible enough for a conviction anyway. That's what? really unsupported. You don't have... It's not f- foolproof evidence that it was him. It's a socked footprint. If you slide your foot, it would look like a lar- larger footprint, right? In a, in a sock. Lots of things could happen. It's not like you can see the tread of the shoe or something like that. Um, but anyway, it's not credible enough to convict, I don't think. I agree with that. Um, two other suspects in the area in Lynchburg had been picked up that night. One of those suspects left behind a bloody knife, but nobody ever tested it. What? Yeah. You know, what? I don't know. Okay. Some bad criminals. Yeah. But, uh, you know, or, or, I mean, it could have been... Lynchburg is an area where there are people that hunt, so it could have been just a bloody knife. But either way, uh, you still didn't test it. It was never brought into question. Nobody was ever like, oh, there were two other people picked up the night of the murder or the suspected night of the murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and they said that they that there was an, a witness who had come forward and stated that Elizabeth brought the rental van to a auto body shop to get fixed. That there was a small like dent, and she was like, "Can you just fix this real quick? I gotta like return the the van." And um, that she was by herself, and no one like ever appeared. Ne- there was no one ever involved. So they're like, "Well, she's the one that showed up with the dented car." Yeah. So with all the fucking miles on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But again, nothing was ever introduced. That those things were not introduced are not discussed during his trial. Good, bang up. Bang up police work. Yeah. So that was 1994 when um, the DA general started looking through it and was like, there's a lot of inconsistency in this. So skip ahead to 2009. Damn. Yeah, He's been chilling yeah. for a while. So that's when um, they're able to get DNA samples from the crime scene and reanalyzed. And th- most of them have been damaged because obviously, you know, I mean, it's a 1980s, mid-1980s crime scene and this is 2009 stuff wasn't kept properly and so most of it was destroyed but what they did what they were able to analyze they couldn't find any dna evidence that linked yans to the scene or yens to the scene really yeah so a lot of it had been destroyed but what they had could not link him to it damn no dna evidence could link to be could be linked to him so obviously the biggest questions in this case were were both Elizabeth and Yins involved? If so, if Yins did it, was the evidence given at his trial enough for his conviction? Because I don't think so. Hell no. No. If he didn't do it, how did he know all the details unless it was discussed that he was going to take the fall because he thought he had immunity? Because he thought he was going to hit yeah. 10 Which the again would bring both of them involved. Absolutely. That's yes. the thing. It's like, well, there's still something going on with you because yeah. you know all those details. Yes. And the final question that I have is why wasn't the rental car checked for bloodstains? You went and checked the mileage. You didn't look over that shit to see if there was any bloodstains. They took the knife with them. Yeah. And good point. if he was bleeding, there would be blood on that car. For sure. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. So my... Or I think I did say that was my final question, but there was another question. The judge, his judge that heard this case, 
was friends with Derek and Nancy, but still allowed to hear the case, which is not the way that's supposed to work because... It's a, a conflict of interest, right? Yes. Yeah. He knew them. He was personally involved yeah, so like, and emotionally involved. Like, in oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take that case. Yeah. And he also, before the trial, made a pr- he gave a press interview saying that he was surprised that Jens had allowed Elizabeth to dare or um, to trick him into killing her parents. So he already, before the trial, was like, yeah, he's guilty. So it's just. This is just a formality. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, okay, so this judge, not only did he know the victims, so huge conflict of interest, but he also gave a press interview already condemning the dude beforehand. So if anything, he should have a mistrial right there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So to date, Yens is still filing motions, trying to at least, in hopes of at the very least oh being moved to Germany. Hell yeah, it'd be yeah. like scratching and pawing. Yeah. 2006, uh, Martin Sheen got involved in his cause. Martin Sheen, the actor? Yep. Okay. Yeah. He... Um, Random. He, he got involved in the case and started talking to him and was like, I think you're innocent. I'd like to help you. Was and he interested in like... He got involved crime? in this case specifically. I don't know why. That... I. I kind of like to know more about that but yeah yeah so the biggest complication with him being moved to germany is that he's already served more time in jail in the united states than he ever would have would in have there so it's like what are you going to come back and you're just free so it's yeah, pretty so much it, like you're getting to be free pretty much so it's like well yeah exactly like do if we transfer him do you do they immediately release him do oh shit i hit the mic sorry guys. <laughs> um do we have to like compensate him for like time for like the extra seven or yeah because uh, he's now on another piece of land on this planet and it's different rules there yeah yeah so and that's why they're like "Eh, we're gonna kind of block this at every chance we can because it's just easier to block than try to figure out what to do and keep this guy in jail yeah yeah so in 2010 governor tim kane of virginia governor tim kane um, consented to allow uh, Jens to be moved to Germany. He was like, all right, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's just move you there. I don't want to deal with you anymore. Just go. Yeah, yeah, do it. You can, Then you yeah. guys decide. Yeah. Um, that was one of the last things that he did as governor. A week later, the new governor, Robert McDonald, do- oh. McDonald took office and recent, uh, resigned that consent. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So Tim Kaine's like, I got a week left. Short. And this dude's like, no. I just got in. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, holy shit. So he had a week of thinking that it was good to go. How long was this process supposed to take? Um, I think it would probably still be a, a couple months at least. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they still have to figure out what to do with him. Oh, like, uh, yeah. do you put him in jail? And so the stuff? new guy's in and he's like, uh, I see your hopes. I see that they're high. Yeah. Um, bring bring it down. Bring, bring it, it down. down a bit. Bring them way um, down. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what? I'll just bring it down for you. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's a bummer. Yeah. So um, uh, there was an Albemarle County, which is the area of Lynchburg. Um, so this county sheriff, his name is Chip Harding. He 
looked into the case and um, he he heard about it like growing up. I mean, he's he's a newer cop. So yeah. it, by the mid uh, well by 2010, he was like, well, I want to investigate this because I don't I, like this has always had weirdness. I'm a cop now and I really see the inconsistencies. I think I think at the most he's probably done his time at this point. We need to at least rehear. Yeah, what's he done? Situation. Twenty some years. Twenty years. Um, he was like sentenced that? in in eighty eighty nine ninety. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. Fuck, man, that's yeah. like, <laughs> and he didn't do anything. Well, or maybe he did. Who actually? I'm sorry. I mean, I have no idea. I, my assumption, uh, which. I didn't write down, but my assumption is that they were both there. Okay. I think they were both involved. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, sorry. I, I, I that, that's my, my assumption. I don't know if he didn't I mean, do anything or not. I don't know. I it don't know. It seems like he it had seems... nothing to do with it. It's like all her passion. Well, so... by, by him being there, I don't necessarily mean he killed anyone. Yeah. I think he was present. Gotcha. Yes. So, and but if he was present and didn't kill anyone, he has done his time. Yeah, twenty years for yeah. watching that shit happen. That's pretty yeah. I mean, ruthless. it's still not the best decision, but, yeah, but you, twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Holy hell! Yeah, it's life. You're looking at life, and it's ten more years. You would have gotten in Germany. So, anyway, um, so the the that county sheriff uh, Chip Harding looked over all the new evidence, and he was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable with this. So he went to the Virginia governor, um who was a different one at this point, not this Robert guy. Yeah. And he was like, I'm conducting my own investigation. I've looked into it. Here is a, um, official documentation of what I've found. And basically all of the evidence concludes that there is not enough DNA proof that to have a dude serving life. Yes. And he's like, I, I think that it basically shows that he's innocent of, uh, at least innocent of the crimes in the sense of his DNA is not there. Yeah. 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 So Yin's at this point, nevertheless, who cares about the information still denied parole 12 times. Damn. Yeah. Though it seems like his luck may be changing as early as, well, as late as 2016. So few updates on what's been going on with Yin's. He is, Elizabeth is still in jail. That's it word yeah so yens is pretty much who i'm talking about for the rest of the time got it yeah. so 2016 june a documentary uh called the promise it was a german documentary um uh, premiered at a film festival it featured the original investigators of the case um his name was chuck reed he discussed the cr- he discussed the crime scene and all that situation and in that documentary that's when he was like yeah we had the fbi run a profile and they gave us a female suspect but that was never introduced in y- in uh, yen's trial so he said the yeah they they've they've um they su- suppressed that information for 27 years and this guy's been sitting there doing time in jail for something that even a profile profiler said he didn't commit like he couldn't have committed like yeah. no it, it's like a 99% chance he wasn't the one that did it 20 yeah. years yeah so a, about a month later um a, a a doctor who worked at the university of um uh, Portsmouth in um the UK he did a 5 month review and analy- uh, um analyzation of all of the information and and document 
um, connected to the mm-hmm. crime scene. And he found that the confession, um, Jens's confession in Europe, the original confession, he was like, it's unreliable. One, he was denied access to a lawyer. So that should have never even been introduced in court. But that's how American law works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also said the content had dis- discrepancies between what he gave in the crime scene. So like, you know, you uh, guys didn't even look into that. Yeah. There's stuff not yeah, matching not, up. Not matching up. So that's when the, they're like, all right, well, we'll have a department of forensic science, uh, analyst look into the blood samples. Like, let's go even further with this. Her name is Shelly. So she confirms that two of the 11 samples that they still had um, were blood type O. So again, Nancy and Derek were A and AB. Mm-hmm. Type O had to be the killer's blood. And according to Shelly, Yins is definitely excluded is this p- a possible source of the two type O blood? She said that's definitely not his blood. Can't be. Not his blood. Okay. She said that she then confirmed that those, there were two other samples that she tested. She said they had to be made by a man with type AB blood. Derek wasn't that man because he had type A blood. Nancy's a woman. Elizabeth's a woman. Yen's has type O. So he couldn't have left it. So there's actually the type B blood is no way possible that it's actually any of the four of them. So there's possibly a fifth person. Damn. It thickens. It thickens. So we obviously don't know what happened, but there seems to be an unknown perpetrator at the crime scene who was injured leaving those samples no one really knows what it is has to be a male and it has to be somebody with an ab blood type but it to this day we still don't know who it is whoa yeah really yep damn yep so moving forward um by fall of 2016 more people are writing to the virginia governor at that point that was um terrence uh mc mcilliff i don't remember that one me either. Um, yeah, he so um, by this point, the lead investigator of the original case, Chuck Reed, the guy that was in the documentary, the documentary. who was like, we had a profile. Yeah. He writes a letter to the Virginia governor and says, hey, you need to pardon him. He's innocent. So he's got a lot of people pulling for him. What the hell do you say after out. that? Yeah. Yeah. He said that um, he said that he um, he gave him the FBI crime uh, profile in its conclusion and all of this other information, all of the inconsistencies yet again, again, more people just piling it on and it was still denied. No. Yeah. Fucking away. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I was yawning. So January, 2017, uh, a book is released called a far, far better thing. Did a fatal attraction lead to wrongful conviction? It's a book written by Yins. Who says no? Hold on. <sighs> Hang on. We'll, we'll get there. Unbelievable. There's still more. Unbelievable. There's more. Um, his book has a Ford by Martin Sheen. 
Damn. Yeah, and I will read this book. I'm very interested. For sure. Uh, in the it's a in the book he tells the story of the events, um, everything happening from 1986 to 1990, um, and they re and he has a a, a reporter reexamine the evidence and reinterview some of the major players. So he tries to like prove his innocence basically in this book. Yeah. I assume I haven't read it. That's my assumption I mean, it of what seems it like it. Yeah. Why, why would yeah. else would you put all that energy yeah. into it? So that it? was put out January, 2017, a couple months later. Um, again, that sheriff chip Harding, who is like, has been pulling for him since 2009. He releases a 19 page report on his reinvestigation of the murders. And he said he spent two more than 200 hours on the case. And he concluded the evidence supports that Yens is, innocent and that he has to be granted a what the fu- who is saying no <laughs> the governor bro yeah. what are you doing what yeah. what are you gaining from keeping this yeah. guy so then he holds another he that same cop uh, at the county sheriff he holds a press conference um giving that same information basically trying to do everything he can to yeah, get this guy for out. sure yeah the virginia parole board a month later in october holds a 13th parole hearing for yen's um, it's a, it's attended by um, uh, German ambassadors, some other um, figures. S- still denied. Wh- oh, holy shit! Yeah. So that a couple weeks later, losing my mind. Yeah, a couple weeks later, the University of Richmond's Institutional for Actual Innocence announces that it's supporting his pardon petition, and um, they're like, "We'll do everything we can to help him." And then the Washington Post's post publishes an article calling for the virginia governor terry to grant nians a pardon before leaving office on january 13th 2018 so the washington post is like enough of this shit we call for you to pardon this dude by the time you leave office on january 13th yeah but he could pardon him and he leaves office new guy comes in and says fuck you but that's the hope that that doesn't happen so we're reaching december 13th 2017 so about a month before Terry, Governor Terry leaves office. Yens's attorney, sub, he submits a, a pardon petition showing that forensic scientists who had testified at Yens's trial was untruthful about the availability of DNA testing at the time. He basically was like, um, yeah, so I didn't like test everything uh, as appropriately as I, sh- as I should have. Cool. Because I said that like you really couldn't get that information, but you really could have. I just didn't do it. Cool. Appreciate you being so laxed about yeah, it. Yeah. So he said that um, the D- if the DNA evidence had been pre- presented correctly 27 years ago, Yens would have been free f- for the past almost three decades. Ah, yes. Yeah. So then um, the next day, Governor Terry, Virginia Governor Terry, tells the Washington Post and NBC 29 that he will not make a decision in the case. He's like, no, I'm not making a decision. Not doing it. I'm just going to leave office January 13th and roll out. Why? Doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to deal with it. Too close to me leaving. I can't make that decision. Uh, Jens tells... Uh, obviously affiliates, um, uh, news outlets, that he's shocked by the governor's outright refusal to make a decision. And he said that he thought that he would do the right thing by partnering him. And he's just ignoring Well, him. also, who, who, are, like, the, who are the new candidates? Were they pulling for someone that would have pardoned him? Like, maybe one of his pools could have been like, hey, I'll pardon him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, that you're right, but I don't know if anyone was interested in pardoning him. Damn. Um, so December 15th, again, the very next day, 
uh, a docu a documentary, um, another documentary, another one, yeah, uh, called "Killing for Love" premieres in Los Angeles, New York, and in Lynchburg. So, premiered there. Premiered in Lynchburg, um, and that same day, the New Yorker published a lengthy article about the premiere and about Governor Terry's failure to make a decision at all about the pardon you fucking blew it dude so basically media outlets this film is coming out blowing it up um and then of course hollywood actor martin sheen he does a q a at the los angeles premiere of the film and live streams it on facebook so all of these news outlets are covering it he's live streaming it and they're all you know calling for this guy's pardon Like, Mm -hmm. like you need to pardon this dude so the pressure's on. February 9th, so Governor Terry's left office, new governor's in. A month later, ABC 2020, uh, ABC's 2020 broadcast an hour-long special about the murders. So heat is on. Everyone's like, Everybody's what is going on? It. Why is this guy not pardoned yet? So as of April 9th of this year, 2018, that sheriff, County Sheriff Chip Harden, he held a press conference with some other FBI, you know, big people, big names in law enforcement. And they said, we need to have the new Virginia governor, which is Ralph North Northam. They were like, we're calling for a pardon. He needs to be pardoned. This needs to be done now. Um, as of now, it is not complete. It has not been approved, but there is a petition online that you can sign if you agree that you think he should be pardoned. So the he said no. No, he has not. There's been no decision made. Oh, okay. He hasn't reviewed the case yet. Got it. He just got in office this oh, year. Oh, but he didn't outright say no. No, no. He just has not made a decision. Okay. He's just newly in office. He's like, hang on. I need to get some shit going. Let me like get, let me, you know, like, get yeah. in. Let me stretch. Well, obviously. Have some coffee. Like sit down, read, review. I'm yeah, it's super understandable if he knows nothing about it, which seems weird though, because well, wouldn't you be paying attention to things like this happening in well, the state that you... Well, if it happened 27 years ago. I mean, there uh, are other people calling for being pardoned as Damn, well. That's true. That's true. You know, he's. it's not like it's the only case. So. Good point. Yeah. So um, again, Elizabeth's still in jail, just kind of chilling. Uh, Lying to people. That's pretty much it. Eating soups. Yeah, and um, Jens uh, is trying to trying like how at, at very least out. just go back home to Germany because again he was here for college to go to school. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he and he's what fifty um, ish. Yeah, he was in uh, born in sixty six. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So again, I don't know if you agree. Maybe read up on it, look into it. But if you do agree, I would. Uh, encouraged of, to maybe help somebody if you feel strongly about that case it's crazy to be talking about a case that's current well that's why i liked this one because um i didn't realize it was so current until i like started look i was like all right well let me see what they're up to and then i was like oh he's it's yeah. like now like right now it's going on and there's a lot of documentaries and a lot of um i'm gonna he watch wrote a book. yeah i definitely want to watch some stuff yeah look the first interactive murder up episode yeah. you can go vote vote to get this dude out of there yeah yeah i mean that's um again if you feel uh strongly about it well let's see a lot of people put a lot of time into looking into this and they're 
all pointing I mean, one way. So typically, it seems... typically when you have law enforcement, specifically someone who originally investigated the case pulling for you. And another cop that's putting 200 hours into a hobby yeah, case. Basically. It's yeah. like, oh, I just came upon this and I'm fascinated by yeah. it and like goes balls deep yeah. and comes out with the same... Yeah. You know, what What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, I don't think he's innocent. He's obviously not innocent of everything, but um, does that necessarily mean he needs life in jail? Dude's been in jail for something 20 he may some not years. have committed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Right? Or three? No, almost 30 almost years. Almost 30 years now. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that is the tale of True Love. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> I felt like it was appropriate after going to a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn. Again, it's crazy that you were like, you were like 86, 90, 2009, 2016. I was like, oh, this is still, is this still going to be happening? Yep. It was blowing my mind. Every time you were like, didn't happen. No pardon. Yeah. What? 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 What the? What? Yeah. Unbelievable. So hopefully, I I mean, um, we're from Virginia, if you haven't picked up on that yet anyway but um i don't know i'm terrible with the governor i mean he just got into office i don't know much about him i I, as far as i remember he's not like that terrible of a dude we'll we'll see what happens maybe maybe he'll do the right thing the fact that he did not right just say no it's like well let me look into it yeah okay yeah he wasn't he wasn't governor terry so yeah yeah so anyway that's it Hey. hey feels good to be back yeah even though it wasn't that long, but like well, a, it feels like a long. Yeah, time. it just did. It felt we've done a lot of shit too, so that's, that's why it's felt like it's been ages since we've done this. Yeah. But uh, glad we're back. Glad we're back in your ear. Back in your ear. Ice in my ear. Ice in my ear. So uh, speaking right. of brain freeze, I'm trying to eat some ice cream. Yeah, I was gonna say I really want some chips, but I just remember that we had ice cream when you said that, so. Gotta go, folks. (laughs) (laughs) See you at the next one. Uh, Thanks for listening, and peace out. Bye.